Shalom. Greetings. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are looking at this week's Torah portion, which happens to be called Vayigash, which is the 11th portion, or 11th reading. Here, Actually, I'll just read the portion summary to you real quick. The 11th reading from the book of Genesis is named Vayigash, which means, And he came near. The title comes from the first verse of the reading, which says, Then Judah came near him. Genesis 44, verse 18. The portion begins with the dramatic unveiling of Joseph's true identity and his reconciliation with his brothers. It then proceeds to tell the story of the migration of Jacob's family to Egypt and the rest of the famine years. This Torah portion begins to set the stage for the Egyptian captivity of the sons of Jacob. So, just a little bit of an outline. Judah pleads for Benjamin's release. As a result, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. Jacob brings his entire family to Egypt and then settles in Goshen. And then it kind of wraps up the story about the famine uh, that's taking place in Egypt and how Joseph is basically making Pharaoh rich, making Egypt rich, but at the same time, uh, orchestrating this, these deals with the people of Egypt so that they don't starve to death. So, that is what is on the agenda for this morning by Yigash. So let's uh, take a look and see what the Word of God might have to say to us. This morning I'll be reading from the King James Bible. Uh, We're starting with verse 18, chapter 44, and we read through 47, verse 27. Let's begin. Verse 18. Then Judah came near unto him and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears. And let not thy anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loveth him. And thou saidest unto thy servants, Bring him down unto me, that I may set my eyes upon him. And we said unto my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And thou saidest unto thy servants, Except your youngest brother come down with you, you shall see my face no more. And it came to pass, when we came up unto thy servants, My father, we told him the words of my Lord. And our father said, Go again, and buy us a little food. And we said, We cannot go down, if our youngest brother be with us. And we will go down, for we may not see the man's face, except our youngest brother be with us. And thy servant My father said unto us, Ye know that my wife bare me two sons, and the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn in pieces, and I saw him not since. If you take this also from me, and mischief befall him, ye shall bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. 
Now, therefore, when I come to thy servant my father, and the lad be not with us, seeing that his life is bound up with the lad's life, it shall come to pass, when he seeth that the lad is not with us, that he will die. And thy servant shall bring down the gray hairs of thy servant our father with sorrow to the grave. For thy servant became surety for the lad unto my father, saying, If I bring him not unto thee, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. Now therefore I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lad, a bondman to my lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. For how shall I go up to my father, and the lad not be with him? Lest peradventure I see the evil that shall come on my father. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by him, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, let's please note. Joseph has basically said, Lee, you go back, but your brother Benjamin stays here. Judah pleads with Joseph and says, you know, tells him all the things about his father and how his father just wouldn't survive if if they don't return with Benjamin. Joseph finally can't take it anymore. He sends all the Egyptians out of his presence and then starts speaking to his brothers in Hebrew, speaking their language and reveals himself to be Joseph. Try to imagine being the brothers for a second. Here's the most powerful man in the world, second only to Pharaoh. You, in the moment you think it's over, you think you're done, you're, you're going to be slaves or whatever. And then in an instant, everything changes. And what you thought was true is no longer true. And now the man is revealing himself to be your brother whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. Now, are you more afraid? Maybe, right? Because you're thinking, oh no, now the sins are really coming home to roost. Now we're really in trouble. Not only is this man the most powerful man, but it turns out this is our brother that we sold into slavery. We're doomed, right? That would probably be the thought process. So let's continue on here. Verse, uh, verse, yeah, verse 5. Let me just read, actually, let me read verse 4 again. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore do not be grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Stop. We have to, we have to note this also because... One of the things that has been coming up a lot, that we've been talking about a lot in, through this story of Joseph, is the sovereignty of God. Joseph just told his brother, listen to this, Joseph just told his brothers 
You sold me into slavery, but don't be mad at yourselves for it. It was my destiny. It was preordained by God that this should happen. Listen, look at what he says. Now, therefore, be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Verse 6. For these two years has the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you and posterity in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. Did you catch that? This is how sold out Joseph is to the sovereignty of God. He goes on. Who does he attribute being sold into slavery? Who is he giving that credit to? So it was not you, point talking to his brothers, that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. It's just, when, I, when I'm reading this, it's just mind-boggling. I mean, he, he was sold into slavery by his brethren. Okay? I mean, that's, as far as family drama goes, that's about as bad as it gets. And they were wanting to kill him, Remember? Then you find yourself in Potiphar's house, and you, th you maybe you're thinking, okay, God's shown me a little grace and mercy here. My brothers did this terrible thing to me, but God has given me great f favor with, this, with Potiphar. In fact, he's given me everything and made me ruler over his whole household. But then the wife makes advances, and you say, you know what? I'm going to be a, the godly man here, and I'm going to flee from that sin. But she accuses you of rape. You end up in prison. You interpret some dreams for some guys, and one of them's getting is being set free. You, you ask him just to show you a little bit of kindness and remember you when he goes before Pharaoh. He forgets all about you. You're in the jail another two years. Then you end up seemingly overnight. You interpret Pharaoh's dream. Now you're the most powerful man in all the land of Egypt. You went from, I'm in this prison at no fault of my own. In fact, I'm in Egypt at no fault of my own. I was sold here by my brothers. And now I'm the most powerful man in the world. I'm determining whether or not these people get to eat. And I'm giving all of these terrible things that happened to me. It wasn't even my brothers that did it. It was God. Because he set all this up so that I would be in a position to save the whole world. I just think that's amazing. Let's continue on before I run out of time. So now, it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me father to Pharaoh, and the lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Haste ye, and go up to my father, and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made him lord over all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. 
And I shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all that thou hast. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaketh unto you. And you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, and of all that you have seen. And you shall haste and bring down my father hither. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck, and he wept, and Benjamin wept upon his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brethren and wept upon them. And after that, his brethren talked with him. And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come in. And it pleased Pharaoh well, and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, Do ye laid your beast, and go, and get unto the land of Canaan. Take your father and your household, and come unto me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt. And you shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, Take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent, after this manner, ten asses laden with good things of Egypt, and ten asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed, and he said unto them, See that you fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt, and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go, and I will see him before I die. And Israel took his journey with all that he had, and he came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto God, unto the God of his father Isaac. And he spake unto Israel in the visions of the night, and he said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down to Egypt, for I will make thee of thee a great nation. And I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thy eyes. And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father, and their little ones, and their wives, and their wagons, which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. And they took their cattle and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his seed with him. And his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. And these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt, Jacob and his sons Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. And the sons of Reuben, Hanak, and Falu, and Hezron, and Carmi, 
and the sons of Simeon, Jumiel, and Jamin, and Ohad, and Jachin, and Zoar, and Shaul, the son of the Canaanitish woman, and the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Mary, and the sons of Judah, Ir, and Onan, and Shelah, and Perez, and Zerah. But Ir and Onan died in the land of Canaan, and the sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. And the sons of Ishkar, Tolah, and Puvah, and Job, and Shimron. And the sons of Zubalon, Sarad, and Elon, and Jahaliel. These be the sons of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob in Padam Aran, with his daughter Dinah. All the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty and three. And the sons of Gad, Ziphion, and Haggai, and Shuni, and Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Erli. And the sons of Asher, Jimnah, and Ishu, and Isui, and Bera, and Sarah, their sister. And the sons of Bera, Heber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpha, whom Laban gave to Leah his daughter. And these she bare unto Jacob even sixteen souls. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph, and Benjamin. And unto Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, which Asenath the daughter of Potipera, priest of Onbar, bare unto him. And the sons of Benjamin were Bela, and Becher, and Ashbel, Gira, and Noamon, Ehi, and Rosh, Mopin, and Hopin, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, which were born to Jacob. All the souls were fourteen. And the sons of Dan, Hushim, and the sons of Naphtali, Jazil, and Guni, Jezir, and Shilam. These are the sons of Bilhah, which Laban gave unto Rachel his daughter, and she bare these unto Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls that came with Jacob into Egypt, which came out of his loins, besides Jacob's sons' wives, and all the souls were threescore and six. And the sons of Joseph, which were born to him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of his house of Jacob, which came into Egypt, were threescore and ten. And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph to direct his face unto Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen. And Joseph made his chariot. And he went up to meet Israel his father to Goshen and presented himself unto him. And he fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. And Israel said unto Joseph, Now let me die since I have seen thy face because thou art yet alive. And Joseph said unto his brethren and unto his father's house, I will go up and show Pharaoh and say unto him, My brethren, my father's house, which are in the land of Canaan, are come unto me. And the men are shepherds, for their trade hath been to feed cattle, and they that brought their flocks and their herds all that they have. And it shall come to pass, when Pharaoh shall call on you and say, What is your occupation? That you shall say, Thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth even unto now, both we and also our families, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Then Joseph came and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brethren and their flocks and their herds and all that they have are come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took some of his brethren, even five men, and presented them unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? And they said to Pharaoh, Thy servants are shepherds, 
both, both we and our fathers also. They said, Moreover unto Pharaoh, For to sojourn in the land we are come, for thy servants have no pastures for their flocks, for the famine is sore in the land of Canaan. Now therefore we pray thee, let thy servant dwell in the land of Goshen. And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are come unto Egypt. The land of Egypt is before thee. In the best land make thy father and thy brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen let them dwell, and if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. And Joseph brought in Jacob his father, and he set him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, How old art thou? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the year of my life been, and I have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their pilgrimage. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. And Joseph placed his father and his brethren and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land and in the land of Rameses, as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread according to their families. And there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. Okay, please note. When the most basic necessities to sustain life become scarce, money becomes useless. What's your witnessing in Egypt at this time is basically like an economic collapse. There's very little food. Therefore, what good is gold and silver, right? The money has failed. There's not an, there's really not enough money. Even if you had a bunch, it would be no good to buy food. This is the dangers with economic fallout. And it could be a word for us today. As we're seeing things become more and more scarce, and it takes a lot more money to buy food. I mean, groceries have nearly doubled in cost. As food increases, money becomes more and more worthless. This is what's happening in Egypt, and of course what's happening in our day is a lot more complex because there's a lot more variables, but... That's essentially what's happening. There's, they've, they've got money, but who cares, right? It's, the food is too scarce, so you, you can't really buy food with money, at least not at this point in the story. Let's continue on. We're almost done. And Joseph said, Give me, give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle if money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for flocks and for cattle and herds and for asses, and he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. When that year was ended, they came unto him in the second year and said unto him, We will not hide it from my Lord, how that our money is spent. 
My Lord also has our herds and our cattle. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Wherefore shall we die before thy eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread. And we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land not be desolate. And Joseph bought all the land of, the, of Egypt for Pharaoh. For the Egyptians sold every man his field, because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. And as for the people, he removed them to he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt, even into the other thereof. Only the land of the priests bought he not, for the priests had a portion assigned to them of Pharaoh, and did not eat their portion which Pharaoh gave them. Wherefore they sold not their lands. Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day, and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the increase that you shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own for the seed of the field, and for your food, and for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in thy sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it a law over the land of Egypt unto this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth part, except the land of the priest, only which became not Pharaoh's. Last verse. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, and in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein, and grew and multiplied exceedingly. And that is the Torah portion for this week. Not a lot of commentary this morning. I didn't have a lot of time, so I was just trying to get the reading done. Uh, but I pray that you've been blessed. And one of the things I'm trying personally to see more of and grow in more confidence of is the sovereignty of God. And so for me personally, as I'm reading the story of Joseph, that theme just keeps popping out. And then you can't ignore it. You can't overlook it when Joseph clearly says himself, you didn't do this to me, God did it, and it was so that I could preserve the life of all of you and the rest of the world through this terrible famine that is coming upon us. You see, these terrible events developed, but God had appointed someone to save his people. You know, there's that scripture that's coming to mind right now. Um... It comes from Second Peter. It says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and reserve the unjust into the day of judgment to be punished. It's this idea that even no matter what's happening, God knows how to deliver His people. And we need that confidence today as we see the world continuing to spiral. As we see money starting to fail. Corruption running amok. We have to believe and know in our hearts that God is in control, that he has a plan, and that he has not left us to be desolate, right? We must trust. Jesus said, when I return, will I find any faith left on the earth? Let that be true about us that we would be found being faithful, doing the work of God, being about God's business, that we'd be occupying till he comes, not hiding, not whining, not crying, 
but working for the kingdom. Thanks for listening this morning. I pray you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for all that you do. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.